What if I told you that in 2024, you were going to travel more? I bet you would be excited because who doesn't have travel more on their 2024 vision board? But my loves, it's time to craft a bit of an action plan and take your first steps. And this is where I come in. I'm hosting a trip to Bali, May 23rd to May 29th, 2024 for the Manifest Daily community. I'm so excited about this one. We have a jam-packed itinerary. We have a Balinese cooking class, a sacred monkey forest, visit a coffee brewing workshop, literally the works because that's just a taste of the itinerary. And this trip is a celebration of new beginnings and also a couple of birthdays. So if you're curious about Bali and you want to meet me there alongside a couple other wonderful, amazing, beautiful souls, head to my website for more information, themanifestly.com slash events. Visit the link in the show notes. And yeah, let's let's hang out in Bali. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is DeAndre Nicolette. If you're new here, my love, welcome. I'm super excited to have you tuned in for your first ever episode of Manifest Daily. And of course, to my OG listeners, you already know the vibes. Okay, hey girl, hey, hey boy, hey, what's poppin', what's good? Welcome back to another episode of Your Fave. I feel like it's been a minute since I've talked to y'all, and I know it really hasn't. It's literally been like a week. Well, I guess two technically since we missed last week, but every single time I miss a week when I come back, I'm like, oh my God, how do I, how do I do my intro? How do I talk? Like, how do we get into tea? Cause it just feels like I have to get back into my own little workflow and my own little routine. And I just feel like I have so many things to update y'all on, but I'm like, where do I actually start? One thing that's been on my mind that I did want to talk about on this episode today is boundaries and setting boundaries in your life. And I've had a couple of y'all DM me and ask this question, and we've talked about this on several different episodes. I actually, I don't, do I have an episode on boundaries specifically? If not, I definitely should and will do an episode specifically on this and just taking some time to talk about this for the entirety of the episode. However, I wanted to touch on it um, today because with this full moon in Aries, I remember I talked to you guys about this in the October energy report. This full moon was really highlighting, again, self and other, right? Where are we sacrificing our well-being, our mental health, our spiritual health, our energy for the sake of someone else. And I feel like that can happen in so many different situations, right? In a family situation, in a friendship situation, in a romantic situation, maybe at work. There can be so many of those areas where we want to show up so well for someone else. And maybe it's because we want to see them thrive or we want to see them happy or we want to perform well or whatever the case is that we can sacrifice so much of ourselves to give to another person. I also think that when you identify as a good person, you generally want to be there for people, right? So you want to show up, you want to be the shoulder that people can cry on. You want to be the person that someone can come and talk to. You want to be there for people in a greater capacity because you believe that you're a good person and that's what a good person would do. And while I do feel like that's important, right, to offer support to people, because that's something that I feel passionate about doing. There's also making sure that you you have a balance there and you draw the line somewhere and you set specific boundaries. Because if you're not careful going into a relationship where someone is coming in and dumping stuff on you all the time, you can get into a space where you're noticing that every single time that person comes in and you have an interaction with them, you're walking away drained and tired 
and completely exhausted and they're walking away on cloud nine. As I continue to grow and evolve and learn more lessons in my life, there are so many more of these situations where I'm really forced to like put into practice the lessons that I've learned and the lessons that I've been working on. Because it's one thing to sit here and talk about boundaries. Like I'm sure we could sit here and talk about boundaries all day. But it's another thing when you're in a situation where you've set boundaries and maybe someone does not observe those boundaries and you have to evaluate what do I do next because it's easier said than done right it's easier to say I'm gonna set a boundary I'm gonna have this conversation I'm gonna cut this relationship off if they're not respecting my boundaries it's so much harder to be in the actual situation and to have to decide that for your literal well-being for your literal mental health that you have to make this very tough decision this full moon in particular brought up a lot of that for me like a lot of just like really reevaluating relationships really reevaluating specific boundaries like i've had so many different situations in the past i would say like the past two or three months with like all of this very 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 like vibrant energy this very strong energy where specific decisions that I've made or specific relationships that I've sort of entered into with only knowing so much have turned out to not be what I thought they were and so I had to go back and say okay well now that I have the facts in front of me now that I know what this is and now that I realize like it's not serving me it's actually dragging me down what do I do from here because again it's one thing to say what you know when, when shit hits the fan you're gonna be out but like when it actually hits the fan when you're really tested when you have to put these lessons into practice like what do you do if you set a specific boundary with someone and you are very clear about the line that they cannot cross when it comes to you and that person actively and consciously makes a decision to cross that line what are you going to do realistically what are you going to do because when we set boundaries I think a lot of times when we do it we almost feel like okay this is the boundary that I'm setting. And so the person knows, right? They know that this is going to bother me. They know this is going to trigger me. So they're going to not cross that boundary. But again, easier said than done. Very simple to just assume that once you set a boundary, everyone else is going to observe it. Everyone else is going to be like, oh yeah, that's, that's you know, DeAndre's boundary. Like we're not going to cross that. But that's not how people work all the time, right? We're very complex beings. And so when someone crosses that line, what are you going to do? Because part of setting boundaries is also the observing boundaries part and also respecting yourself enough to say if this person crosses this line that I've set I have to make a decision from here and what is that decision going to be whenever I'm setting boundaries with someone I also am thinking about what is going to happen what will I do what will my reaction be if they cross that boundary will this be a conversation will I you know decide that this relationship needs to end I think it gets harder and a little bit trickier when it comes to family I know specifically like my family can definitely trigger me in so many ways and cross specific boundaries because I think that's honestly what a lot of family does is like trigger us in many different ways with a lot of the boundaries that I've set with my parents specifically it's not something where I'm like okay if they cross this boundary I'm cutting them off I might decide to have another conversation with them but I'm not disowning my parents versus I know for specific people in my life that aren't my parents like if I you know meet someone and I'm getting to know someone and maybe it's in a platonic sense or in a romantic sense specific boundaries that I've set if I am looking at you as a potential life partner and there's something that's a 
very hard line for me and you cross that line, well, you are no longer an option for a potential partner. If I'm looking at you as a potential friend, right? And I take that term, that that label so, so heavily, like that's not a light thing for me. If you're a friend, you are a friend to me. You feel me? So if I'm looking at you as a potential friend and I set a specific boundary and you cross that boundary, well, you're no longer a potential friend to me. Now, now that relationship, that, that possibility for us to become really good friends or that possibility for you to be involved in my life, like your access has been revoked because I've realized what specific boundaries for me cannot be crossed. I have hard lines that cannot be crossed. When I say that to someone, when I set those boundaries, I also know that it's not a bluff. You feel me? It's like if you decide to play yourself and to cross that boundary after I've clearly outlined what it is for me, then... (laughs) I mean, it's nothing I could do for you. (laughs) It's literally nothing I could do for you. At this point, you have to be cut off for the sake of my mental health, for the sake of my well-being. Because at the end of the day, I am not going to sacrifice myself. I'm not going to put myself in danger. I'm not going to put myself in a position where I can be very triggered, very hurt. Um, I can be in a toxic relationship with anyone because why would I do that to myself? So when you're setting boundaries, when you're dealing with vampire energy, when you're dealing with parasitic energy, people who are crossing boundaries, if you are setting boundaries and they are crossing those boundaries, you need to evaluate because half of the job is on you. Yeah, you told them this is my boundary, this is my line, don't cross it. But what if they test that? What if they test that? What if they decide, oh, I'm across this line? What if they decide that they do not care about your boundary? What if they show you that your literal boundaries, the things that you said trigger you, the things that you said hurt you, the things that you said anger you, what if they show you that they don't care? And then what if they show you over and over and over again that they don't care? If someone is consistently showing you that they don't respect your boundaries, and you are still allowing them to have a very prominent position in your life, then you cannot be upset about how that relationship affects you. You, you, I mean, yeah, you can be upset about it, but like, but, but listen, like you're allowing that to happen. Like this person has shown you consistently they don't care. This person has shown you consistently that they are willing to cross that line. And it's one thing for someone to cross the line and, and, and to really be very apologetic and for you to have a conversation. And maybe, you know, again, we're complex beings. Maybe there's something that they learned in childhood that, or that they experienced that taught them that they should be crossing boundaries. I don't know. Like that's, that's something that you have to work out. And again, that's why I say every specific dynamic and every boundary is different. So as you're exploring relationships, like you have to know when I set this boundary, if this person crosses this boundary, what is my response going to be? And your response to your mom versus to a potential partner versus to a potential friend versus to an employer, they're going to be different responses. They're going to be totally different responses. With an employer, you're you're not going to, um, like you might quit your job. <laughs> like you might decide like this, this employer, I've spoken up multiple times and like this is a very toxic relationship because they keep crossing this boundary. So you might decide I need to find a different job. I need to leave this environment. I need to get myself out of this relationship with this person because it's very, very toxic. But again, with a parent, you might say, I really want my parent in my life. And like, you know, maybe that means having to go to counseling with that parent. Maybe that means having to go to counseling by yourself, but it's going to be a different response. But literally you have to figure out like, what are you doing? What will your response be when someone crosses that boundary? Because if they do, 
Now it's up to you to decide what happens from here because you set the line. They've crossed it. Now the ball is in your court. What is your response? I hope that resonated. Like I said, I know boundaries are complex. And when it comes to just any of these things that we talk about on the show, they're so complex. So being able to go to therapy or to have a specific support system where you're able to actually talk through the different things that you're experiencing will be really helpful because I'm obviously speaking about these things from my experience and my perspective, but your situation is going to be a little bit different. But hopefully that resonated for any of y'all that are specifically struggling with setting boundaries or with making sure that people are observing and respecting your boundaries. So we're going to switch gears now and we're going to dive into the chats all about solo dates, taking yourself on solo dates, etc. So grab you a beverage of choice. I literally have my Dunkin iced coffee right next to me that I'm sipping on. I've been like obsessed with going there in the mornings these days because like y'all know it reminds me of home. So I'll go and I'll get a small iced latte with oat milk and extra caramel, no whip. And it's so good. And today I got decaf because I was like, we trying to wean off the caffeine a little bit, you know, from the coffee. But I'm trying these new nootropics and I just realized that some of the pills and like the pack that I'm testing have a caffeine pill. So I'm like, actually really good that I got decaf today because I literally just took a caffeine pill. So uh, yeah. <laughs> But let's go ahead and dive into chat. Grab your water, grab your tequila, baby. It might be the morning here, but it's five o'clock somewhere. And let's go ahead and dive into the conversation all about solo dates. So for the first part of this conversation, I want to chat about some tips for going on solo dates. I know that taking yourself on a date or going out somewhere by yourself can be a little bit intimidating at first, especially because like, I don't know, even though you're literally just sitting there and having a meal like by yourself, it just feels kind of weird because I feel like I've always associated going out to eat with going out with like friends or going out with my family or being in a group of some sort or at least being with like one other person and so doing it by yourself you almost feel like there's a spotlight on you like people are like why is she there by herself not her lonely not her alone or just sitting there eating by herself meanwhile ain't nobody paying attention <laughs> like meanwhile nobody cares about you sitting there eating your avocado toast by yourself or even if they do notice you a lot of times like if I've gone out to eat by myself and someone notices me or I'm like chatting it up with the bartender or the waiter just whatever they're like that's so cool that you're like here by yourself and that you're eating by yourself and I'm like okay <laughs> like you know what I mean so if anything and people do notice you more often than not they're respecting the fact that you're there by yourself they're actually looking up to you and being like damn like she really here or he really here by himself having a whole good time don't need nobody else okay bet like that's the energy I'm trying to embody so really just recognize that and like remember that nobody cares if you kind of want to hear more about like that specific aspect of it I have a whole episode on social anxiety because like y'all know well maybe you don't know I'm just awkward as hell and I'd be socially anxious so I talk about some of my tips for helping with social anxiety in that episode and that like the stuff I talk about in that episode in particular are tips and things that I implement when going out to eat and going out on solo dates um because it just helps me to feel more comfortable but in this episode I'm specifically giving y'all tips that are related to like solo dates um and not just like social activity in general so the first tip I have is to plan for off hours when it's less busy 
crazy. So this is one that I think really matters if you're talking about doing something like going out on a dinner date with yourself or going to like a specific place where you know it be people there. I'm gonna give y'all a really prime example. So there's this coffee shop here in Dallas called La La Land Kind Cafe. I think they opened up some in California too, but essentially it's just like a really cute little coffee shop. It's like all bright yellow stuff or whatever. One thing about La La Land, it's folk gonna be there, okay? People will be gathered there. So especially on the weekends, like if you go to La La Land, any of the locations here on the weekend, I swear to you, like no joke, it's lines around the door. Like it's it's giving very much like cult energy. And like, you know, you know, like cultish, but like not like cult cult, but like kind of cult, you know what I mean? So it's, I mean, the coffee's good, but like, I don't know. I think the vibes are just giving there for people and they like the energy of like the people there because they every time you walk in, they're like, we love you. And when you leave, they tell you they love you and everything is like bright and yellow and fun. So I think it's just good vibes. But one thing I know is that you will never catch me trying to pop up at La La Land for a solo date on a Saturday morning. Why? Because it's everybody and their mama there. So I know that for me, that kind of like triggers my social anxiety. That triggers me feeling like, oh my God, are people watching me? Are they paying attention? Like, am I feeling awkward? Because literally everyone is here with like their boyfriend or girlfriend or like friends and I'm just here by myself. So for me, I know that it can spark those feelings of like discomfort being in a situation like that. And while I think that going on solo dates is like creating some opportunity for discomfort for you right for you to push yourself outside of your comfort zone I don't necessarily think that you need to go from zero to 100 you feel me so like going from maybe not doing any solo dates to going to like a packed ass coffee shop on a Saturday morning and sitting there in the middle of a crowd and being uncomfortable that doesn't really feel like the vibe but like what I might do is go to La La Land on like a Wednesday morning and work from there um and this is like more of a work thing not an actual like solo date or yeah I mean you could call this a solo date but when I go and work um, remotely, I don't count those as like work or solo dates because for me, I'm, I'm getting work done. So, you know, if I have like a day off or something and I want to go to La La Land and I know it's an off time because, you know, on Google, you can check to see when places will be busy. If you've never done this before, if you like Google a specific location and you have the address, if you go and you scroll like right below the timestamp or not the timestamp, like the hours for the place, Google will tell you, oh, this place is usually busy around this time and less busy around this time. So I love that future. That future somebody at Google has social anxiety and they said, baby, we got to put this on here and bless your heart, bless your soul, because it helps me. I literally use that thing all the time. So I will go to places when it's off hours, off peak hours. For If I do like working sessions and stuff like that, I don't mind going to a coffee shop and it being peak hours, like there's one place that I go to that like, I, if I go there at like 9 a.m., like that's peak hours and a lot of people work remotely from that coffee shop. So I know it'll be like a little bit more busy, but I don't mind. I got my AirPods in, I'm getting work done, like whatever. It's a different vibe than a solo date. But for solo dates, I'm like, no, we gonna plan for them off peak hours because we ain't trying to be around too many folk, okay? So that's like my first tip, especially when you're starting off, like you don't need to go from zero to hundred. It's not that deep. Just, just go, you know, off peak hours, okay? 
the next tip I have for y'all is to recognize the energy that you're in. And I mean, recognize whether you're going somewhere where you're open to chatting with people or if you want to go somewhere and you truly want to be solo. When you set that intention, you kind of walk into a place with a certain type of energy. And I think when you're going for like the second one, if you're going for like, I really just want to be by myself, like I don't want to be bothered, I want to be solo. I think that's when you can also introduce something like a buffer. And I mean like AirPods, a book, a magazine, I don't know, maybe you're on your phone, like something like that so that if you go to dinner or you go to lunch or you go I don't know you go wherever you go and you have airpods in or you're reading a book most people not everybody now but most people will see you and be like okay you know she's in her zone he's in his zone like I'm not gonna bother them like maybe it's a waiter or a waitress or a bartender or whatever they'll ask you you know what are you eating today they'll get your order but they'll like not initiate conversation as much I remember when I first moved here and I would go on my solo dates I would always bring a buffer so I used to bring a book and I remember specifically going to this one restaurant and I had a book with me and you know the waiter wasn't really making that much conversation I think he asked me like oh like what are you reading and we talked about it for like a minute or two but for the most part he kept himself I kept to myself I was there reading my book I wanted to kind of be in my own zone in my own bubble versus the other day I went out to a bar I went to get sushi and I sat at the bar that was kind of like outside patio situation it was a really nice day too and I didn't have my airpods with me I didn't have a book with me and I have my phone but I wasn't really on my phone like that like I remember I answered some text messages but I would put my phone down I would flip it over and I would just be people watching and like looking around and that was a completely different experience because the waiter not the waiter the bartender and could tell that I was open for interaction. So he and I were having like conversations. He would like go and, you know, help other people out, but they were either at the bar with a buffer or with another person. So he would kind of come back to me and we would have, you know, little chats here and there in between him serving other people. So it was a completely different experience because I had a buffer in one situation and I had no buffer in another situation. So depending on what energy you're in, have that decide whether you bring a buffer or not. I know when a lot of people start going on solo dates, they say, like bring your AirPods and like call someone or bring a book. And I think that's great advice. Again, if A, you're just starting out and you're kind of like warming up to the idea of going out to eat by yourself and you're getting more comfortable with it, or B, you know that you just don't want to be bothered. Like there are times now where if I do go out, I'm more comfortable now going out to eat by myself and things like that. But if I'm reading a really good book, like I think the other day I went to California Pizza Kitchen and I'm totally cool with like going out around like lunch hours, getting lunch by myself, things like that but I remember that day I was in the middle of a really good thriller girl and I was right at the end I was like listen I gotta see what the hell going on in this book right here so I brought my candle to the bar and I was sat right at the bar reading my book and no one bothered me because they could see that I had something with me and that I was like caught up in a specific situation with this book so let that basically inform the whole buffer no buffer situation and once you get to a point where you're a little bit more comfortable with going out you're a little bit more comfortable with putting yourself out there challenge yourself to go sit somewhere at a bar or go to lunch or go somewhere and really just be present in that energy no airpods no book if you're on your phone if you have your phone with you don't be on your phone too often and see who comes in because one thing that I love to say too is when you're by yourself and you have that open energy you set that intention that you are open and 
welcoming to interactions, people will approach you. People will walk up to you. They'll they'll chat with you. They'll be like, oh, you know, beautiful day. And you're like, oh, yeah, it is. And then, you know, one minute you talking about the weather, next minute you talking about life, girl. You talking about how time don't exist, existentialism. And it gets deep and it gets fun. So really set the intention before choosing your date and before going out and figure out whether or not you're going to bring a buffer because of that intention that you've set. About a year ago, I wanted to elevate my health and wellness journey. I was so tired of taking all these different supplements every single day. So instead of adding more, I decided I wanted to simplify and try AG1. It's one of the best decisions I made in 2023. I now feel more energized and mentally clear daily. My skin has even more of a healthy and brighter glow and my digestion has improved. Like I said, I first gave AG1 a try because I wanted to simplify my supplements. I wanted a single solution to support my entire body, my gut, and my brain health. Since drinking AG1 daily, I've noticed that I feel a boost in energy, not just in the morning when I take it, but throughout my entire day. I used to rely on caffeinated pre-workouts, if you know, you know, but when I cut those out, I struggled with grogginess. Adding an AG1 in the morning covers my bases with 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, and ingredients like pre and probiotics, adaptogens, antioxidants, and whole food source nutrients. My favorite part of AG1? It's just one scoop. One scoop mixed in water once a day, every day. I love to add in the squeeze of half a lemon, a few drops of AG1's vitamin D3K2, and three ice cubes, approximately three ice cubes every single morning into my glass as well. This is a partnership made in heaven because AG1 is the supplement that I trust and have trusted since 2023 to provide the support that my body needs daily. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. That's drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. Check it out. About a year ago, I wanted to elevate my health and wellness journey. I was so tired of taking all these different supplements every single day. So instead of adding more, I decided I wanted to simplify and try AG1. It's one of the best decisions I made in 2023. I now feel more energized and mentally clear daily. My skin has even more of a healthy and brighter glow and my digestion has improved. Like I said, I first gave AG1 a try because I wanted to simplify my supplements. I wanted a single solution to support my entire body, my gut, and my brain health. Since drinking AG1 daily, I've noticed that I feel a boost in energy, not just in the morning when I take it, but throughout my entire day. I used to rely on caffeinated pre-workouts, if you know, you know, but when I cut those out, I struggled with grogginess. Adding an AG1 in the morning covers my bases with 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, and ingredients like pre and probiotics, adaptogens, antioxidants, and whole food source nutrients. My favorite part of AG1? It's just one scoop, one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day. I love to add in the squeeze of half a lemon, a few drops of AG1's vitamin D3K2 and three ice cubes, approximately three ice cubes every single morning into my glass as well. This is a partnership made in heaven because AG1 is the supplement that I trust and have trusted since 2023 to provide the support that my body needs daily. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs 
books with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. That's drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. Check it out. So I'm going to merge tip number four and five because I just merged number two and three in that last one. But my next tip or tips rather are to one, make reservations when you can. Put this in your calendar and truly respect your time. Respect the date that you've set for yourself. And the second part of that would be to dress up, like use your favorite perfume, treat it as an actual date. I think sometimes, or at least I know that I kind of used to be this way. It's like, if I was going on like an actual date with like another person, so whether it's like a friendship date or going out on a date with a guy, I would get like really nice dressed up, do my hair, do my makeup, wear me my nice perfume I'm pulling out the Baccarat Rouge 540 girl you already know what the vibe is giving and I would just get so excited you know what I'm saying and it would be like a whole thing like I would set aside a few hours to get ready and really honor my time and get excited play certain music and just make it a whole like a whole routine a whole a whole production if you will to get ready because I like that right it Taurus vibes okay I noticed that sometimes with my solo dates, I would just be like, okay, you know, if I'm going to like the movies real quick, like I'm gonna just, you know, toss on some leggings and put on this shirt and like whatever, cause it's just me. I'm not really seeing anyone else. And like the movies is dark anyways. And I had to start reframing that. And I started to do that by one, making reservations, putting things in my calendar. So for my movies, I literally will purchase a ticket in advance. I usually like, if I'm, if I know I'm gonna go to a movie on a Saturday, I will literally purchase my ticket on like a Wednesday or so when the time for Saturday are up and I can see exactly what movies are going to be out and released that day. I will set aside time and make a reservation for lunch at the restaurant that I want to go to. I will make sure that it's in my calendar and the time is blocked off because I want to reframe it and re-understand it as something where this is a special time. This is time that I'm setting aside for myself. This is time that is so important to me, that is so important to my day that I'm going to make sure that it's in my calendar. When I look at my time blocks, like it says like, you know, movies and it says like dinner with myself or lunch with myself or whatever, lunch at whatever restaurant I'm going to. And I also started to get dressed up. So I started to do that because again, like getting dressed up and getting ready is something that I genuinely enjoy doing, especially when I'm going out with other people. And I was like, well, why am I not bringing that same energy to going out with myself? Just because I'm not going to be around other people and be chatty with other people in a date setting doesn't mean that I don't deserve to like, you know, give that same energy to myself. So I started getting dressed up and that would mean, I remember one time I went on a dinner date the other day and I wore this really cute, like form fitting black dress. I did my makeup. I did my hair. I put on heels. I wore jewelry, put on a nice perfume and it was just a whole ass vibe there are times where if I'm going out to lunch like I'll do like my, my makeup and I'll do my hair and I'll pick out a really nice like fun outfit like a cute dress or something like I'll shave my legs it literally is the same vibe the same production if you will as what I would do if I were going out with someone else so really honoring your time honoring your energy honoring the fact that no this isn't just like oh I'm gonna just go to movies and, and, and have me a day at the movies real quick it's like no you are going on a 
date with yourself. Like if you were to go on a date with anyone else, how would you act? How excited would you be? How would you dress? How would you do your makeup? How would you do your hair? What perfume would you wear? How would you approach it? Like bring that same energy to yourself. You deserve it. You feel me? You deserve it. You are literally the best date you are ever going to have in your life. So make sure that you treat yourself like that and really honor yourself in that way. So that is like one of my favorite things. And I love creating the reservations and stuff because it makes it even more special to you when you get like, I use open table. So when I get that text and it's like, you have your reservation coming up. And yes, I do sit there and make a reservation for one. I know the hell they like, girl, what you doing? What? Not really because no one actually cares. So remember that too. <laughs> like when you're sitting there and you're like panicked about, oh my God, should I make a reservation for one or should I go sit at the bar? I think it's definitely fun to go sit at the bar. And sitting at the bar is also cool too because you can meet other people. You can chat with the bartender. But there are times too when I just want to go sit at a table and want to make a reservation in that way. Also, you can still make a reservation. And when you show up, like you don't have to sit at the table. Like you can be, you can show up for your reservation and you can say, I made a reservation for, you know, whatever time, like I'm going to sit at the bar. So making the reservation doesn't necessarily mean that you are going to be forced to sit at the table in the middle of the restaurant. Like you can choose your own seating, especially because you're one person and it's going to be so much easier for you to be like, oh, I'm going to go sit at the bar real quick because there's a spot open versus if you're like a group of like five and you're trying to, you know, show up with no reservation or show up and sit at the bar. So to wrap up today's episode, I wanted to give y'all a couple of solo date ideas, which, you know, I'm sure you already have your thoughts, but these are some of my faves. So if you are looking for something to do or to try by yourself, these are some things I would suggest. The first is seeing a movie. Now, I don't know why it took me so long to start going to the movies by myself, but I kid you not, the first time I did it, I was like, oh baby, this is my new thing right here. Like the movies... Yes, yes. First of all, you could bring in your own snacks. Well, I mean, I don't think they say you could do that, but like, but sneak them in, like bring you a bag and, and, and bring them in, okay? <laughs> so you could bring your little snacks in. You could bring in a blanket. It's kind of cold in there. I go to a movie theater where the seats like recline, like they have the thing where you could put your feet up. So I'll be putting my feet up. I'll be bringing like a little jacket, bundled up in the movies with my mini Oreos. Oh, a whole vibe. And it's so different too, because like when I watch movies at home by myself, I get distracted. Like I'll be on my phone. I might go on Instagram. I might call my mom. Like I'm doing so many things and multitasking when I watch movies at home it's not great I know I'm working more on being focused as I watch movies or you know being very present in whatever I do while I'm at home but when you go to the actual movie theater like you're forced to be present you are not taking out your phone you are not talking to other people like you're there and you're watching the movie that's literally what you're there to do so it's really nice and also it's dark like it's dark no one's there so if you're nervous about being seen by yourself out and about like if that's kind of something that you're working through going to the movies is a really good way to start because one if you buy the ticket in advance like I mentioned you don't really have to deal with anyone when you go to the movie like you don't have to buy the ticket from them you just show up you show them your thing they're like theater three you go to theater three you walk to your seat and you in the dark ain't nobody know you there they don't know who you with or not with <laughs> like you know what I'm saying so it is a very very nice way to kind of like put your toe in like dip your toe into solo dates and like really get used to going out by yourself the 
next one is taking yourself out to lunch. I really like this one as an option because I feel like lunch is low-key slept on, and I love that for me. Okay, maybe maybe on a weekday. Because on the weekend, people be going out to eat. But, like, people do brunch. I feel like it's, like, brunch on Saturdays and Sundays, at least here. And I don't go to brunch by myself. Like, I don't really have a, a desire to go to brunch by myself. I'm not really a brunch person, per se. I don't really like eggs. So, <laughs> so um, I love lunch because, like, breakfast, I mean, yeah, you could go to breakfast by yourself. But I feel like lunch is nice because you get, like, dinner-ish type foods but it's not dinner time so you're really there and you're not having to deal with like the dinner crowd because on a weekend specifically like a lot of people will go out to dinner so if you're trying to go out to dinner then you might find that if you're going out later, you might be around more people and that could be a source of anxiety for you. So if you're doing dinner, I would say book an early dinner. The dinner that I mentioned earlier in the episode that I went on, I did like an early dinner. So for example, like seven o'clock, eight o'clock might be the times that a lot of people start going to dinner, maybe even nine, right? I did a dinner at like five and that's a very early dinner, but I knew that if I go in for dinner at five, it's not gonna be a lot of people there. I'm able to have the same dinner vibes, the same like, okay, I'm out and about in my cute dress or whatever. But after that, I can go home and still have a bit of time to either see it, watch a movie at home or I don't know, do whatever else I want to do at home. And I didn't have to deal with the anxiety of being around a lot of people for dinner. I think lunch is a really good option because lunch, like I said, you get actual food and you get an actual like experience. You can sit at the bar, you can sit at the table and it's not typically as busy. And like I said, y'all use Google, check on the Google to see when the, when the places are busy. If that's something that, that really drives anxiety for you, like make sure that you're doing what you can to still push yourself outside of your comfort zone, but do it within a, a means that you're like, okay, I, you know, one step. And then the next time I take two steps, the next time I I could take three steps versus trying to go from zero to 100 like very, very quickly. Another solo date that I love is going to the bookstore, picking out a book and sitting and reading. This is so fun, especially if you have like a Barnes and Noble in your area or maybe it's like a smaller bookstore that has couches or a seating area. So you could like go browse the books, buy your book. Maybe they even have a cafe in the bookstore. You buy your little coffee and you sit down and read. This is a fun one. This is another one where it feels very intimate. It feels like you don't have to interact with a lot of people. And typically I don't know about the bookstores near y'all, but when I go to Barnes and Noble, it's never really that busy. You know, thank God they are still in business because sometimes I'd be like, how do y'all make money? But literally I love that whenever I go to Barnes and Noble and I take time to peruse the book, aisles that I'm there for an hour or two it is not really busy the other thing too is if you like love books and you kind of want some social interaction for your solo date I would go to the bookstore and just talk to the people that work there every time I go to Barnes and Noble and I'm like in a chatty mood and I chat up with the the people that work there they're so fun and like they are definitely book nerds too so we get into it about all thrillers different authors what books are coming in what they just got in and they could put you on to some new books like if you like a certain type of job you'd be like oh I like this I like thrillers or I like psychology books or I like this type of book they could be like oh girl let me put you on to some stuff let me show you some new stuff that you might not have read before so that's another fun one and like I said you can get kind of social with that one too if you want to another fun one going to a museum and walking around I haven't done this one yet I literally have it on my list to go to the art museum here and I'm gonna make it there one day okay I'm gonna make it there one day y'all will see all my Instagram stories we will go there together but that's another 
another fun one because with the museum, it's another intimate date, right? So you could just buy your ticket in advance. You could show up there. You could peruse the art and you could make it like a fuller solo date day. So maybe it's something like museum and then going out to lunch or you know, museum, and then maybe you're going shopping after. I love to put two activities together. So whenever I go to see a movie, y'all will typically notice because I show y'all on stories. Usually I will go out to eat after. Like that's kind of the, the grouping I have made. So usually I book my movie for earlier in the day, like the matinee one, because one, I'm saving money. It's like you save 30%. But two, that one I know is not going to be as packed. And I pre-buy my seat. So I know exactly where I'm sitting. I know I don't have to like sit near anyone. Although sometimes people will buy their tickets like right at the last minute and then sit like very close to me. And I'm like, we have a whole theater of like 200 seats and you're and you're plopped right next to me. I love that. Love that. <laughs> but no, I will like get the, the early movie seats and then or the early movie tickets and then I'll just go out to lunch after. So I really like that combination. So if you do something like visiting a museum or going to the bookstore or going to the movies, maybe you're having lunch after. Maybe you're doing something where you're fueling your body in that way after and it's so much fun or you're trying to different restaurants, things like that. Another fun one is going to the park and having a nice little walk or maybe even a mini picnic. This one, you know, maybe not fully for me. I'm not a picnic gal. I won't even lie to you. The bugs be, be scaring me. It really be the bugs for me. And sometimes grass kind of creeps me out too. <laughs> I won't even lie to y'all. So I'm not a huge picnic gal, but I do like a walk in the park or like going and swinging on the swings, things like that. So if you're a nature person, going for a walk or going for a hike, making sure that you're being safe because I know sometimes like going for a hike if there are not a lot of people around like that can kind of be not like super super safe but go for a walk or a hike however safe you feel and then maybe do like a picnic or get some food after or another fun one could just be like a self-care day so maybe you make a whole day of activities that you want to do so maybe you start off the morning with like trying a new workout then you go to a new smoothie place and get like a protein smoothie and then maybe you go get a facial after and then maybe you go to the bookstore and then after that you go to lunch I also really like that too creating an entire day where it's like me and myself and hanging out with myself because one thing about me being outside all day is that when I'm ready to come home I am so excited to come home and then when you come home to like your bed and your house and like just you and your energy it feels so much nicer and you're able to appreciate it so much more because you spent the entire day out you know even if you're not necessarily being like fully social and chatting it up with a lot of people it still takes energy you to be outside and to be present outside and to not necessarily like be you know in your house and being a homebody for the entire day another fun one is a cooking class I've done this one with my mom when she came to visit and that was so much fun I really want to do one by myself so I'm probably going to do one either this year when I come back between the trips I'm taking for the rest of the year or next year if not so there's this store called Sur la Table uh, it's French and that's why I'm saying it with that very awful accent. Okay. Please do not judge, but it's a store that sells like kitchen supplies. So think, you know, your KitchenAid stand mixers and your pasta makers, things like that, but they also have cooking classes. So if there's one in your area and chances are, if you're kind of in a major city or somewhere where, you know, you have a lot of like chain stores and things like that, you will find this store. It might be in your mall. It might be a standalone, but you will find it and they have cooking classes and you can sign up for cooking classes. 
Like this would be a really good idea for a solo date. So they have things like baking classes, they have soup classes, they have seasonal ones as well. I was checking the schedule and I noticed that for like October, November, they had a lot of like butternut squash classes and artisan bread and really like just warm, cozy foods because of the season here. But obviously that's gonna change in the summer. I'm sure the recipes are different. In the winter, I'm sure they're different too. But that's another fun one. If you are wanting to work on your cooking skills and you're wanting to learn some more, doing a class like a cooking class is really fun. You don't need to go with another person. You can, right? You can, but you can also take these classes by yourself and any other class too, for that matter. So maybe it's an art class. Maybe it's a pottery class. Maybe it's a dance class. Anything where you are going out and choosing to try a new activity, a new restaurant, something that you would enjoy, you can create an entire solo date around that and you can make it fun. I think, again, we're so used to like hanging out with other people and I think that's beautiful to have a community and to have friends and family and maybe a partner uh, that you can hang out with and that you could spend time with and do these things with, but it's also fun to be able to do it by yourself. And the more that you take yourself on solo dates, the easier that it gets. Like the more comfortable you become to go out and people watch and not bring your AirPods, the more comfortable you become with going out somewhere and knowing the menu or maybe knowing the staff that works there. And now you have, you're building relationships with other people that maybe you would have never built relationships with before had you not put yourself outside of your comfort zone and gone somewhere by yourself. So going on solo dates is like literally the best thing ever. And I'm grateful to be in this chapter of my life where I really am in many ways, like forced to learn how to, to be more comfortable with being alone. I've always been pretty comfortable with being alone, but this is like a different, a different level of that. And while I'm grateful to have connections here of people that if I do want to go out to dinner with someone or grab coffee with someone, I can do that. A lot of time I still do choose to spend with myself and by myself because I know that I'm not always going to have this much time to spend with myself and by myself. It's kind of like how parents talk about, you know, when they have a child and they're like, oh, when they're, when they're a baby or when they're a, a toddler and they're young, they, they savor that time because they're like, they're not going to always be this age. They're growing and they're growing and they're growing. And there's going to be time where they go off to college or they go off to work or they go off to live somewhere else. And they are thinking back to those times and they're like, oh my gosh, I remember when like there was such a, a little baby and they were here and I could pick them up and hold them. It's the same thing for me. It's like, I know I'm not always going to have the time that I have now to be by myself and with myself. And so I'm trying to soak up every single moment of it. And whether you are single or in a relationship or whatever, like your situation is, whether you have a lot of friends or not that many friends, like literally wherever you are in life, going on solo dates is something that's absolutely invaluable. So highly recommend that you guys set some time aside and go on these solo dates, whether it be monthly, bi-weekly, weekly, just really take the time to honor yourself and to spend that time getting to know yourself. So I hope y'all enjoyed this episode and hopefully gave you some tips for some solo dates that you could try out, especially if you're like now getting into solo dates. I really hope that this inspired you to try something new and push yourself outside of your comfort zone. I appreciate y'all so, so much for being here. I will chat with you in the very next episode. Have a beautiful rest of your week and a beautiful day, my love. Bye.
What if I told you that in 2024, you were going to travel more? I bet you would be excited because who doesn't have travel more on their 2024 vision board? But my loves, it's time to craft a bit of an action plan and take your first steps. And this is where I come in. I'm hosting a trip to Bali, May 23rd to May 29th, 2024 for the Manifest Daily community. I'm so excited about this one. We have a jam-packed itinerary. We have a Balinese cooking class, a sacred monkey forest, visit a coffee brewing workshop, literally the works because that's just a taste of the itinerary. And this trip is a celebration of new beginnings and also a couple of birthdays. So if you're curious about Bali and you want to meet me there alongside a couple other wonderful, amazing, beautiful souls, head to my website for more information, themanifestly.com slash events. Visit the link in the show notes. And yeah, let's let's hang out in Bali. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.